Good day, everyone, to another episode of the Product-Led Podcast. Today, we have Brandon Leibowitz, the owner and founder of SEO Optimizers. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to chatting with everyone. All right. How was breakfast? Uh, can't complain. It was good. Can't so. complain. Starts the day what? off and gets me going. What did you have? I usually just make some eggs and... Uh, yeah, eggs and easy. <laughs> Nothing too special. Uh, I think eggs are like the heat code for food because uh, even my two-year-old loves her the sunny side ups. Speaking of cheat codes, while we were chatting before we started recording for the podcast, you were the owner and founder of SEO Optimizers. So that automatically gives the impression that you know the bee's knees of SEO. So why would product-led companies want to do their SEOs properly? Yeah, well, SEO is a way to get traffic to your website, search engine optimization, and there's tons mm-hmm. of different ways to get traffic, which mm-hmm. I would recommend everybody take advantage of all the different ways to get traffic. SEO, social media, email marketing, paid advertising, they all work to get you traffic to your website. But SEO is just free traffic. So that's why I've kind of focused on SEO over the years is because... You could pay Google, you could pay Facebook ads and all these other places to get your name out there, which it definitely works. But once you stop paying, you disappear. Whereas with SEO, it's more of a long-term strategy where you have to put some time into it, but you put that time in and over time, Google's going to give you rankings indefinitely in the organic results. And people trust organic more. Like when I look in Google Analytics or other tracking tools, I always see the conversion rate of Google Organic is much higher than any other traffic source just because people see through the ads and it doesn't work as well for the most part. I mean, every website's different, but usually Google organic just brings in the majority of the conversions because traffic, who cares about traffic? Mm-hmm. Like I'll look and I'll see traffic comes in, but traffic means nothing. We want such a yeah. product. You want sales, you want people buying your product. And if people are just coming to your website and leaving, that does nothing. So when you look in your organic or in analytics, I would definitely see Try to track where your conversions are coming from and look at those traffic sources and see which ones are bringing in the most sales. So are you sort of telling me that it's the more effective long-term form of marketing? Yeah, for the most part, it's going to be the better long-term play because Mm -hmm. you're not going to have to keep investing in paid ads. You invest in SEO, which you have to still put money or time into, but it's a fraction of the cost of what Google ads or... Facebook ads or any of these other platforms would be charging to get the same visibility and exposure. So you only like invest in it one time, big time, and then some minor fine tuning uh, versus that of having to do like a subscription model of having your ads up there. I get it. So why did you name SEO optimizers? SEO optimizers, I mean, what made you stand out? Yeah, no, I just got that name back in 2007 and was trying to get a bunch of different names and they were all taken on like the different registrars. So I found mm-hmm. SEO optimizers and just kind of stuck with that because I do SEO and we are kind of optimizers, optimizing the websites for the search engine. So mm-hmm. kind of felt like it fits. It's not the <laughs> ideal name, but sometimes you have to just compromise and get what's available mm-hmm. and I always tell people don't overthink the names because I mean, just look at like all these corporations like Walmart or Costco, Mm -hmm. Target, like none of these names really make too much sense. So just think about just branding yourself and building trust to 
people that come to your website. That's really what people are looking at. They're not going to look at your logo or your brand name too much. I mean, people do, but more importantly, to build that trust with the visitors when they come to your website. Of course. So you've been at it for a while, optimizing SEOs. What can you tell us about the things that you've learned through the years? Yeah, so I've been doing it since 2007. And over the years, I've seen that Google is constantly changing, but we don't care about Google. Like we're not trying to be Google. And everyone always comes to me saying, well, we got to figure out what Google's doing. How do we beat Google? But Google's going to change every single day. So that's not really the goal. The goal is to figure out who's on that first page of Google for your keywords. And how do you do more SEO than they're doing? That's all that matters with search engine optimization. We're not trying to beat Google or figure out the algorithm. Nobody's going to do that. No one even knows how it all works. I mean, Google separates everybody in the that works in those departments. So no one knows exactly how the algorithm works. But what matters is who is your competition online for SEO and mm-hmm. how much SEO have they done? What keywords are they utilizing on their website? What backlinks are they building? And how can you mimic the strategy? Because everything is transparent with SEO. I can see what you're doing. You can see what I'm doing. So there's nothing hidden if you look in the right places. And that's where the main thing is just spy on the competition because everything is there for you to see. You just have to look in the right places. All right. That much is true. So you're not part psychic, are you? Because I was about to ask you about Google. So uh, I found that sort of funny. In any case, brings me to my next question is, uh, which my next question would be, how exactly do you optimize your SEO so that you get that first result when they do the search? Yeah, no, I wish I was psychic. That would help out with a lot of things in life <laughs> with Google. But unfortunately, no. But with SEO, the main thing really are, well, is optimizing your website. So first going in, cleaning up your website, cleaning up all the coding, making sure that you have a lot of content on your pages. That's really, really important having content because if you're an e-commerce website, Google can't really read images or videos yet. So, I mean, they're getting better at it, but they need text. They need content. So I would focus on category pages on your website and just try to put about 400 words or more of content on each category page. The more content you have, the better you're going to be. It has to be 100% original, which kind of makes it annoying. But I wouldn't worry about individual product pages because if you're an e-commerce website and you have 10,000 products, it's going to be really tough to go through, maybe prioritize and pick like top selling products or the ones that can be the biggest profit margins or biggest revenue and optimize those pages a little bit more. But really category pages and the homepage are what needs to be optimized for the most part. And building those pages out with good SEO, good content, good title tags, meta descriptions, making sure your images are named with descriptive words in the final name, adding alt tags, put schema, org, which is a coding language that helps enhance and kind of make your listing pop out because sometimes you'll search in Google and you'll see stars that appear or you might see the price or you might see like recipes that appear. That's all through schema.org. It's a coding language that Google, Bing, Yahoo all created like eight, nine years ago. And incorporating that onto your website will really help out a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much you can do with on-page SEO. Make sure your website loads quickly, looks good on mobile. I mean... But it's like a puzzle with SEO. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, but some are a lot bigger than others. Like content, so very important on every page on your website. SEO title tag, really important. And backlinks. Those would be the three things I would really focus on. And without backlinks, it's impossible to rank on Google. So Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks. It's still based off backlinks today. It's changed a lot how they look at backlinks. But without backlinks, Google's not going to trust you and 
they're not going to want to rank you. And that's the biggest part of it is trying to look at your competitors' backlinks, which there's tons of different tools out there, mm-hmm. like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush that you have to pay for, but it'll show you all your competitors' backlinks. And then one by one, you start acquiring them or trying to get those similar backlinks. Because if it's working for your competition, it's more than likely going to work for you. You just have to kind of spy on them and see what's, what's going on. What are they doing? I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of like a higher level SEO. There's a lot that goes into it, but those are kind of the more important things. If I had to say, focus on a couple of things, content, title tag, and backlinks, like strong backlinks. Okay. And just just to make sure I get you correctly, you'll want to focus on like written content. Yeah, text. Yeah, Google can't really read images or videos yet. They're great for people. People want videos and images. So for people, you definitely want to put that on your website. But for Google, it's kind of this balance. Like it's always this trade-off web developers and SEO. It's like, do I really want to put 400 words of content on my category page? Not really, but for SEO, if you want to get those rankings, you have to. So I always tell people, throw it at the very bottom of your page. You don't have to throw it at the very top. Most people like think about like, when you go on a website, how often are you going to scroll from the top to the bottom? Most people don't scroll to the bottom. But Google... Their crawler, their spider will go from top to bottom and read all the code. So Google will see the coding. Most people won't see it. Just don't hide it. Don't put in like font size 0.001 and white text if you're white, if you have a white background. That's where Google will actually penalize you. So don't try to hide it. Just put it at the very bottom of your page. Most people will never really see it. And Google will see it and really helps out a lot. Content is so very important. Text content. Of course, of course. Uh, I will have to apologize because I'm an absolute newbie when it comes to SEO. And uh, I'm learning a lot from you. So when it comes to being product-led, you mentioned earlier that you're going to want sales. But when it comes to being product-led, what you want to happen is your product will be generating your sales. So when you're optimizing your SEO, how critical is it for product-led companies to strike that balance so that people can search for your website and then when they do get to your website should be attractive? How critical would you say it would be? Like, is it a make or break thing or? Well, making your website attractive doesn't really matter. Making your website optimized for conversions, that's what matters. Because mm-hmm. I can bring you all this traffic which I do for a lot of my clients is I'll get them all this traffic to their websites. And then they're just like, why am I not getting any sales? Or if they're a lead, not getting any phone calls or whatever it may be that the conversion goal is. And then we look and it's just their website's not optimized for conversions. It's, I mean, I've even had clients that have e-commerce websites and like, I'm not getting any sales. And we do a test checkout and their card is broken. So it's like, you have to really check everything and make sure it's all working and it's easy to use, especially on mobile. That's, so very important on mobile nowadays is and simplify things like less is better nowadays. Don't have a bunch of text everywhere. I mean, I'm telling you mm-hmm. put text, but hide the text at the bottom, but at the top of the page, just make it easy to see what's going on. I have the add to cart button at the top, have the price all there where people don't have to scroll because most people don't scroll down on websites. It's called mm-hmm. above the fold. You need to have all your printed information above the fold. You have to have all that like a value proposition, what's in it for mm-hmm. the user the price, reviews, whatever it may be that makes it easy. Because if people have to scroll down, you're going to lose, I think like 70% of people don't scroll down on desktop. Mobile, they might swipe like once or twice, but desktop people don't scroll down because there's too many options. They can just hit that back button, go back to Google. There's 10 organic websites, there's ads, 
there's images, there's videos, mm-hmm. there's all this stuff on Google. So people have a lot of choices and you have to optimize your website for Google, but you also have to optimize it for people. You want to optimize it for Google to get that traffic. But once you get that traffic, if your website loads in 10 seconds, you're going to lose that visitor. They're not going to want to wait, especially on mobile. So you got to make sure that you have that balance of optimizing your website for SEO and then doing conversion rate optimization, which is optimizing your website for conversions. So very important. That one's a whole field and we could have a whole topic on that, but that one is something that's <laughs> under talked about. People don't really talk about conversion rate optimization, which is huge, uh, like A-B testing. Your I website. was about to ask you that, the next one. How exactly do you like bump up your conversion rate? Yeah, that one is tricky, but it's all about, I would say like if you're in e-commerce, spy on other e-commerce websites, like look at Amazon. They're the perfect website to look at. They're A-B testing all day long. Like if both of us go to amazon.com right now, we're mm-hmm. all, it's going to look the same to both of us, but something's going to be slightly different. Maybe they move the add to cart up a little bit or they change the pixel color a little bit because they're testing to see what gets the most sales because there is no perfect website. But big corporations that have billions of dollars to spend, I would look at what they're doing. Like look at Amazon, look at Target, look at Walmart, look at all these big, big corporate brands and look at how they make their homepage, their landing pages, mm-hmm. their category, how do they categories website, their pages. That's really very important. It's like, how do you structure your website hierarchy? And if you're selling a lot of products, how do you do that? Look at Amazon. They sell infinite amount of products, but they only have a limited amount of categories because they know how to keep a site structure and hierarchy in a proper way that makes it easy for Google, but also for people to navigate. You always have to think, you want to make it easy for Google, but also easy for people. So, which a lot of people right. don't really think of both. They think of one or the other, but they're not thinking of both. And both are so very important to get that sale because one without the other is not going to help out. Like traffic is great, but who cares about traffic? It's just like social media. Like you could have a million followers on social media, but if nobody's taking action and going to your website or making purchases, who cares? Like that's not going to do anything for you. So you got to work on nurturing that audience and getting them to actually convert. Right. Of course. Today's episode is brought to you by productled.com. As the founder of the business, it is our mission at ProductLed to help you build a world-class product-led business. That is honestly what gets me excited. I want to help you. And that's one of the reasons why we are so committed to providing you a ton of free resources like this podcast to arm you with all the tools, strategies, and tactics you need to build and grow a successful product-led business. But sometimes just listening to podcasts, reading articles, and talking to colleagues about product-led growth doesn't quite cut it. It feels like you're just learning a bunch of random tactics that don't quite add up to a holistic strategy. Now, if you can relate, I'd highly recommend checking out our upcoming product-led growth program. In this program, we will actually help you master product-led growth, understand the holistic strategy behind it, and ultimately help you create a product experience that leaves your users wanting to come back for more and we will give you all the tools, templates, and feedback you need to make it happen. So if that's interesting to you, you can learn more and register at productled.com. And now let's get back to the episode. Anything different now in 2022 about how I'm sure you've already checked out other websites on top of your clients. I'm sure you also checked out their own competitors. So any patterns that you're seeing, any new strategies that have been going on since the year started that are really like taking off when it comes to SEO? 
Yeah, not much has really changed. So Google's algorithm is changing, but they're more looking to clean up spammers. So the main algorithm isn't really changing. It's like, oh, we found people that found a way to game the system and get easy backlinks and get rankings really quickly where Google's like, hold on, we don't want you to trick us. So that's where Google's algorithm really comes into play is trying to figure out how to prevent people from gaming the system. But as long as you stick with the main things like good content, I mean, I see a lot of them putting like schema nowadays, schema.org, which is that whole different coding language, but just really writing good content on the pages, interlinking the pages together. That's also Mm -hmm. really important. Just like you want people to link to your website, you also want to interlink your pages together because then you're building internal backlinks, which is really important. Blogging on your website, making more long-form blogs. So instead of just writing four blog posts a month, write one really, really long blog post once a month. That's kind of like the go-to guide for everything you want to know about that specific topic or whatever it may be. Because that's usually a lot of long-form content. Video, mm-hmm. I mean, video is probably the biggest thing is everything's going to video. Like if you look at like <laughs> Instagram, Instagram used to be images and videos. Now it's primarily videos. TikTok is all video. People want visual content and Google owns YouTube. So I would definitely try to take advantage of having a presence on YouTube because if you search on Google you'll sometimes see videos appear in the search results in Google. Not all the time, but sometimes videos will appear there. And the majority of the time, like I'd say 90% of the time, those videos are going to be YouTube videos because Google Mm -hmm. only cares about making money. Like if you search on Google and you don't click on any ads, Google's just like, well, we didn't make any money. That doesn't help us out. But if you search on Google, you don't click on an ad, but you click on a YouTube video, the first thing that appears anytime you watch a video is an advertisement. So YouTube is making money, which is really Google is making money. But... I feel like trying to build a presence up on YouTube will be huge because YouTube is the second most popular website as well. Like Google's the most popular. YouTube and Facebook switch off all the time from number two and number three, but YouTube is huge and not many people take advantage of it. People are kind of scared to get behind the camera, but I always tell people just mm-hmm. who cares? Like if you want to get those sales, just put yourself in front of that camera or hire somebody, but really it's better if you do it because then you build out authenticity and trust and you know your product, you know your service or whatever that you're offering versus hiring somebody to do it, which loses that personalization. All right. You just echoed the words of a previous supervisor of mine that, yeah, YouTube is like the second largest uh, search engine that people use. So that brings back memories. <laughs> now, you mentioned backlinks. It's a big thing when it comes to SEO. What makes a quality backlink? Yep. So quality backlinks are from relevant websites and authoritative websites. So you want to find... So it's really quality, not quantity. In the past, there's the more backlinks you had, the higher you'd rank. If I had 100 backlinks and you had 500 backlinks, you would rank higher than me. But now it's all about the quality. And quality really comes down to how relevant is this website to you? Like, I'm an SEO company. I'm not going to get other SEO companies to link out to me because we're all direct competitors, so it's not going to work. But if I can find other websites related to marketing or advertising or business or anything that's somewhat related to what I'm doing, those are the types of websites that I want linking out to me. Like if you're a doctor, you want health-related websites. If you're Mm -hmm. a mechanic, you want websites related to automotive or automobiles or whatever it may be. But you want stuff that's relevant. Like if I'm a... Let's go back to the doctor. If the doctor is getting a backlink from my website, an SEO website... That's going to look a little strange. Google's going to be like, why is this doctor getting a backlink from an SEO company? So what the doctor should be getting is like WebMD or Wikipedia or anything related to like health and wellness. Those are the types of websites. So focus on relevancy and authoritativeness. Like the bigger the website, the more values can pass on. Like website Mm -hmm. or a backlink from my website, 
SEOoptimizers.com is okay. It's not bad, but it's not the same as like a New York Times or LA Times or Forbes or Wall Street Journal. The bigger the website is, the more trust that Google has in that website and the more value you get from that backlink. But those big websites don't really have any relevancy. They're just about any topic. So I really focus on relevancy and try to get as many relevant websites as possible. That's really the more better strategy nowadays in 2022 because those big websites have been spammed to death by people paying these writers and editors like Huffington Post. All their backlinks are no follow because they've been spammed so much in the years. So mm-hmm. those bigger sites, they don't have that much. I mean, they have a lot of value, but they've been spammed so much. So it's, it's not the same relevancy. Yeah, I tried to read some like blog articles from time to time from those kinds of websites, you know, the big ones. And I'm always peppered by ads, ads, ads. I mean, you'd come to think that sometimes they would be like tabloids. You just want to read. Okay. It's frustrating. Uh, It's annoying. Yeah, it is quite annoying. So I will have to wrap this up uh, pretty soon. I do have a question for you, though. What would be one to two key takeaways that you would like our listeners to have from this podcast episode? I would say add content to your category pages. Make a good site structure first. Make sure you have a good site structure, but add content to those category pages. Google can't Mm -hmm. read images yet. So content on those category pages is going to be huge. Name your images with words that describe what that image is. So let's say you have an image selling like blue jeans. You might have five images for those blue jeans. You might name one image blue dash jeans. Another one could be blue jean singular. Another one could be jeans that are colored blue. So you're mixing it up. You don't want to name all the images exactly the same thing because then you're just competing against yourself for those keywords. So naming those images, adding alt tags to those images when you upload them to your website, that all really helps out e-commerce because that will help you get sometimes in Google image search. So if someone's searching for your product and they look in the images, your image will appear there. And then they click on that image, takes them to your website, and hopefully they make that purchase. But also focus on conversion rate optimization, which is not really talked about too often and is so very important is optimizing your... Look at your website and try to compare it to other e-commerce websites. But big corporations, don't look at your competitors. Like Your competitors are not really perfect e-commerce websites. Look at the big corporations because they have teams of people building these websites and testing them. They're not just guessing. They're spending millions of dollars on their websites every single year or maybe even every single month some of these bigger corporations. So look at what Mm -hmm. they're doing, look for patterns and how they structure their website on desktop, on mobile, because if they're all doing the same patterns for a reason, they've tested and seen that this is going to get you more sales. So definitely spy on as many, look and browse and check out your competition, but check out these big corporations too and see what they're doing and get ideas from them. All right. So number one would be, put it in layman's terms, fix your website make it easier for Google, as you said, and make it easier for people. So that's number one. And then number two, the next thing you have to focus on is your conversion rate. So try to see what works with other businesses, other big businesses, because you're just pretty much on the same playing field as your competitors. Then you could take advantage versus that of what you can take advantage of with companies that are already investing in their SEO strategies, doing the A-B testing, seeing what works and other whatnot. Okay, 
this is a pretty loaded episode. So, Brandon, if people would like to get more of your insight or would like to know more about SEO optimizers, what are the best avenues or best channels to reach you? Yeah, so for everyone that's listening or watching this podcast, I made a special page on my website as a thank you for listening. And if you go to seooptimizers.com forward slash gift, I created a special page for everyone. And there's a bunch of stuff on there and my contact information, but I also created a gift for everybody. And if you go to seooptimizers.com forward slash gift, <laughs> you can find everything there. Wow. Okay. That was one of the first times that a uh, guest has something for the audience, uh, a guest of ours at least, at least with the episodes that I recorded. Well, that's something to look forward to for sure. So thank you very much, everyone. Thank you so much, Brandon, for being a guest on the Product Lab podcast. Looking forward to the next episode. Also, registration for the live cohort is available now every month. Check everything out at productled.com. Or even if you just want to learn about being product-led, check out our fundamentals course at productled.com. Everybody have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Product-Led Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a colleague or friends you know who might benefit. We are always looking at which episodes get the most listens so we know which content to create more of. So if you want more of this particular type of content or style of episode, please share it out. And in return, here's your selfish reason to do this. Uh, we will definitely create more content just like this episode. <laughs> and if that's not your style, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us your favorite part about this podcast. I personally read every single one of these reviews and it gives me more ideas on what content we should do more of. Happy growing.